Welcome to Hell, a fan fiction book club with Tony. Hi, I'm Tony. I'm a reader and not a writer of fan fiction, and I'm in grad school. And Del. Hi, I'm Del. I am a voracious consumer of fan fiction, and I try to write, but like whether I actually do ever finish anything is really up to debate. <laughs> and I'm Verity, an Atlantic cited Raylo apologist. <laughs> Oh, gross. <laughs> I read that whole article because I knew you were in it. Verity, our friendship lasted a lot longer. I'm sorry, is ever. one trash ship enough to destroy your friendship? Oh, it's not, it's not, it's actually, it's not Raylo, it's Star Wars. Who wants to share their fan fiction anecdotes? All right, I have some wisdom for you guys that I got from my partner, Shishi. This happened recently. I just finished my period of grad school finals, during which time I, read, I uh, had to write 50 pages of academic prose. And then I, Gross. in the middle of that, I took a break at like 3 a.m. to like read a steric fic. But as I read it, it was so terrible that I went back to my paper writing feeling totally energized. <laughs> and like, instead of scratching a fan fiction itch, I'd uncovered the scab of like bad fan fiction writing. And then as, oh, as I was coming out of the days of paper writing after I finished, uh, she, she sent me a 150K, nearly one gal steric fic that's, like, really, really good. And they said about, like, my, my night when I read the really bad one, the Lord never gives you more steric fic than you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. That's, that's our hat, guys. That's, that's our merchandise. <laughs> Um, what, what was the bad fic about? I don't want you to call anybody out here, but I wanted to know, like, what kind of trash you were looking up at three o'clock in the morning. Like, what was that itch? I think it was an arranged marriage, uh, fic appropriately to this episode, but it just, like, it didn't have any heart in it, and it just, like, didn't have any, like, character development. It was just a mishmash of, like, appealing tropes badly written. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. I'm a sucker for that one. <laughs> I have been reading so much um, arranged marriage fic, like for the past month, because that's basically all the hockey fandom is. Oh, nice! And so it was like so when we we're like uh, offering up like um, fix to do this episode on, I was just like I really tried to like exert a lot of self restraint and be like, well, here's five hockey fix that I just read. <laughs> you gave us like, no the hockey shit I am. I know on purpose. But I do have one for the um, summaries. Great. So, Verity, what was your fanic an- an- anecdote? The, the anecdote I was going to tell is about my friend Stephanie's kids. Her kids came over today, and they I explained some things about Yuri on Ice to them because they had eaten my Yuri on Ice cookies. Oh so they then decided that they were going to go into my room. And I have a lot of different stuffed animal foods in my room. The younger one decided that they were going to act out a Yuri on Ice AU in which the Russian Yuri was my felt pierogi Christmas ornament. The um, (laughs) Japanese Yuri was my hamburger plushie and Victor was my banana plushie. That's a lot to take in. Wow. wow. It is so much. much. Um, (laughs) 
And Victor would be a banana. I mean, that, that makes sense. Victor would, yeah. Moving, moving on from this, we we told this, and Let's now, some now I have to edit a bunch of stuff out. Actually, I think I can put this. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Oh, Take God. a drink. <laughs> really, actually, where is my beer? Oh no, I'm on so many nice pillows. I have to reach so far for my beer. I got the beer. This is Rosé Ale via my roommate, 1001 Cranes. Thank you, Amanda, for supplying me alcohol for this podcast. I can't wait for us to do our drunk episode. Just, I'm, I'm just, everybody needs to be warned in advance that I'm going to be a mess. It's going to be beautiful. So, uh, apparently you eat raw pork when you're drunk. Oh, the things I put in my body when I'm inebriated are, like, just not great. Unwise. Oh yeah, I made the mistake of buying like, like uh, stirring peanut butter instead of like non-stir peanut butter, and it's just that's yes. the devil's food. Yes. Like, and when you're when you're drunk and you're trying to eat peanut butter, like there's nothing worse than having to stir it first. It's just, I'm just not here for that. Anyway, um, should we continue <laughs> yes. on to? Um, should we con- con- uh, move away from like my drunk yes. shenanigans and on to oh my uh, God. summaries? Let's- Sweet. Let's oh do that. Can I start out, actually? Please so, do. So, I also just want to note that these are both incredible fix um, that I highly recommend. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I just realized, Bob said, you're like a country song. You lost your house, you lost your car, you lost your job, and now you've lost your dick. <laughs> What is that? This, wow. this is that The Spirit in the Letter by Light Gets In, and it is an amazing Dresden Files sex change AU, like magically forced sex change AU. Oh my god. Uh, it is so good. <laughs> I pass the baton. Um, Light Gets In does um, some exceptional character yes. work. <laughs> okay, so I have two. Um... And one of them I highly recommend, and it is completely 100% on brand for me. So um, you can absolutely guess what it's about, and you'd be right. I'm Greg. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then the other one is something that um, my girlfriend M has wanted me to talk about on the podcast because it was just like we went intentionally searching for bad fic. <laughs> so I'm not going to say what it is. I like. I'm not going to like say the title or mm-hmm. anything. But the summary and uh, tags for this are pretty incredible. Um, it is the worst thing I've ever read in my entire life. So the wor- worst first, um, this summary is simply, Waluigi is a vor man. He loves vor. <laughs> um, with tags, Luigi slash Waluigi, Waluigi, Guy Fieri, ass vor, vor, coffee shops, Le Miserable references murder. What the fuck is coffee shop doing in there? What a mess. Wow. Man, like, that, like, this fic, if I remember it correctly, because I'm pretty sure I was very high when I read it. Like, I think, like, like, either Guy Fieri gets big, or Waluigi gets really small, and one of them... And, like, <laughs> one of them walks into the other's asshole. Okay, I just want to clarify. Is it that is the one that you highly recommend? No. Okay. No. That's the one that um, M wanted me to the talk about. The fact that I couldn't tell, though, I think it's going to be telling. <laughs> that I'm breaks sorry. my heart. <laughs> 
So the fic that I highly recommend and am super into and loved is called Baby Boom by Weagle Rock. Um, and it is um, an mpreg fic um, all about impregnation and breeding for hockey RPF. <laughs> Um, the summary is, having babies gives you dad power. Dad power puts, helps put hockey teams on the road to Sir Stanley. Sid sired a herd of little penguins before Pittsburgh won its cup. Taves might as well be running a Blackhawks baby factory. Now it's Avi's turn. If only someone had told him that impregnating your fuck buddy might make things a little weird. <laughs> oh my <Wow>. god. And it's like, like it has everything I want, which is magical realism, which means that like having babies makes you more likely to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, obviously. Um, breeding kink, impreg, um, miscommunication, friends to lovers. It is everything. Hashtag miscommunication. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. It is so good. Okay, guys, I've got I've got a bunch, but I can just pick a couple. Yeah, and I I still um, have one. So you do you do a couple, and then I'll finish up. Okay, great. Uh, All right, here's one that I think is from a um, X-Men fic, but it's not even the summary. It's the author's note. So the context is that it's a, like, Rome alternate universe gladiator type of fic, which I had very little interest in reading once I read this author's note. But but also it's great. All right, so here here it is. Uh, Three, this being Rome, I'm afraid everyone has different names. They should still be recognizable, but here's a quick list, which will be updated chapter by chapter as more people enter the fray. Eric. Eric Thonius. (laughs) Charles. Aurelius. Emma. Emiliana. Logan. Lucan. This is the worst thing I've ever... It it really takes the... Had to process. Alternate universe period piece trend of like changing their names into slightly different but like recognizable things. It just to its like extreme trashiness. Ericsonius. Um, that's Ericsonius. <laughs> like that's like my new safe word, basically. Like, yeah. Okay, the other one <laughs> the other one I have that I have not read. Uh, I think it's just funny to me in the same way RPF is funny. Uh, because of the names involved. Because Hamilton fan fiction does, has like a weird effect where you're just talking about historical figures. Uh, and here we go. Uh, it's, this, this is the summary. Thomas Jefferson can't maintain a romantic relationship. To be fair, he hasn't tried in years. Far too busy with everything else going on. But when his friend, with benefits, James Madison, asked him to be his fake boyfriend <laughs> for Christmas... Thomas May has bitten off more than he can chew. And this is tagged like polyamory negotiations, friends with benefits, fake pretend relationship, alternate universe modern setting, sharing a, bu- <laughs> sharing a bed and fluff and past infidelity. Okay, I have two questions. And one is, if you have a modern AU featuring U.S. presidents, <laughs> does that mean who, 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 instead of these people, was president? <laughs> Um, also, uh, how, I mean, like, I'm sure there is, but are there Hamilton High School oh, AUs? Uh, undoubtedly and there are, and we can look some up for next time. My main question with regard yes. to these fix is, like, how on earth does anyone find Thomas Jefferson erotic? I know! I was just like... 
Well, Bro. you guys don't find Thomas I Jefferson. Thought, I was like, frankly, is Thomas Jefferson that hard up? Thomas Jefferson is having a lot of non-consensual sexual activity. That's really part of like why it's so difficult to make him erotic. And really part of the difficulty of like writing fan fiction about historical figures. I'm like, I don't want to read that. Don't. Don't bring him in to my safe space called fan fiction. There's a lot of comments that I can make right now, and all of them are pretty yikes, so I'm just going to keep quiet. Yes. All right. Verity, what was your okay. other summary? Okay. This, also, this fic is incredible, and by one of my favorite authors for this pairing. <laughs> when, uh, also, this summary involves some British words. If I mispronounce them, I do not wish to be corrected. Let's just let it go. All right. When this season's purple courgettes are woefully thin, Draco Malfoy thinks it amounts to small beans. Next thing he knows, the Department of Standards is overrun with leaks, Brussels sprouts all sorts of legislative difficulties, and somebody appears to have put a rocket under Harry Potter. Can Draco seize a marrow victory, or will his plans for peas be squashed? What? <laughs> I don't think I understand oh, what uh, Kingsley about. Shacklebolt finds him pining, himself pining for the good old days, when instead of governing, all you had to worry about were dark lords and imminent death. <laughs> and this is for Little Red Courgette by Blaine Branton, which is lovely. Wow. So it's Christmas themed? No. Am I right? It's, no? It's just What's going vegetable on there? Vegetable themed. Okay. Who <laughs> doesn't love some good vegetable I mean, fucking? It felt like I was having a, a stroke as I listened to that. <laughs> it's like Veggie Tales Nights. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, so, um, I, I have a question. I'm yes. going to pose a question to you guys. How do we feel about summaries that are just like a word followed by a dictionary definition? Terrible. <laughs> you know... Okay, good. What if it's a made-up word? Mm, terrible. I Actually, I love <laughs> it if it's... So, that can really go a lot of different ways. I don't know if either of you are really into romance novels, but there was a period of my life when I was not in fandom, really. I was just reading, like, ten really questionable romance novels a week. There are some amazing romance <laughs> novels out there, but the Black Dagger Brotherhood novels are not among them. However, <laughs> Black Dagger Brotherhood novels at the beginning always have a glossary um, of words okay. that are in the books, just in case you need them explained. Um, for example, avenge, A-H-V-E-N-G-E, -E, vampire term for an act of moral retribution carried out typically by a male related to slash mated to the victim. What? Wait, wait, wait for it. Contest. C-O-H-N-T-E-H-S-T. -E Conflict between two vampire males competing for the right to be a female's mate. I hate this. I what kind that. of white mom nonsense is this? <laughs> All I'm saying is that, like, these things can go really either way, but I would absolutely <laughs> click on a fic with one of those. <laughs> I gotta find Same. out. Yeah. So when when we get into talking about fix, I will say that like I feel super conflicted about this, but like I mean it's it's all good in the end, but like you can super tell that like Hellenish, like one of the greatest authors of our era, is heavily influenced by like paperback romance oh, novels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like 
it just like it reads like that and I'm 100% here for it <laughs> like on a bad day maybe only 95% here for it but because she executes like it's great oh, yeah. for me I mean I and feel like we... paperback romance novels are one of the predecessors and like current relatives mm-hmm. of the whole genre yeah. so I don't really resent like resemblances yeah do we did we talk about this on the last podcast but basically like how fan fiction is just I mean, slash fiction in particular is just like gay lifetime movie. We, like made for we TV did movies. not, but yes, and, and, and yes. And I am 100% here for it. And if I had a million dollars, I would start a television network that was nothing but like, it would be like lifetime movies, like plot for like plot dialogue for dialogue like recreated but just gay. yeah <laughs> i would i would 1000 percent watch that shit oh my god but like cast with like dan radcliffe and tom felton lookalikes yeah yeah why really? not right i mean as long as there's a blonde and as long as there's a black-haired one like typically like we're <laughs> speaking of white nonsense anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway i brought this upon myself However, I would just like to note that I have yet to read a Kushiel's Dart AU that was like, I, I don't think ever. And where is this? That's what I want out of fandom. I want a fucking good Kushiel's Dart AU. What's that? Kushiel's Dart by Jacqueline Carey. Um, the BDSM no fantasy romance novels. They're really good, what? actually. I'm looking it up. Kushiel's Dart. Thank you That's for always providing. You, you, are, you are so welcome. I am here to provide. I was about to say something that was spoilery about Star Wars, and I'm just going to fix that awkward gap in post. Great. Take yeah. a drink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do we want to do letters? Yeah, let's yes. do it. Tony, will you please read these letters? All right, I have two from my partner, Shishi, who sustains this podcast and every anecdote in it. All right, Shishi <laughs> asks, two rival kingdoms at war for all these years until their gay sons get arranged marriage. Why? My question is why? Period pieces are bad. Responses, guys? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, we all agree that we have read this story multiple times <laughs> and we love it every single time. Um, so something like... Uh, I just thought of is one time um, Em and I went and saw the movie South Side with you, which is that um, uh, the Obamas go on their first date movie. Okay. Right. And like halfway through the movie, Em turned to me and she's like, do you think they'll end up together? (laughs) (laughs) And like, that is like, I think the quintessential like fandom fanfic experience of like, you get into like that, like, gay son arranged marriage for the sake of our kingdom's fic especially when it's teen wolf and you know that peter's gonna betray somebody and the argents are probably a rival third kingdom and you're like you know exactly what's gonna happen but you're still like what's gonna happen (laughs) right (laughs) i remember there was a period of time when i would read like historical au's and just be like this just seems really unrealistic because this was a <laughs> period of time before I just realized that anytime a fic tags for period typical homophobia, it means that the author has no idea what homophobia <laughs> is or whether or not like violence and fear of queer people was in fact 
homophobia based on constructions of sexuality at the time. And basically, if you see a fic, use that tag. Just don't read it. <laughs> anyway, there was a period of Fucking time. Fucking come for her. There was, there was a period of time before, I, before all of this, before tagging, where I was just sort of like, I don't really understand like why you would do a slash historical AU. Like, didn't they're like, are they getting married? Like, and then... Much like how Once Upon a Time... Because we want that gay shit, Verity. Once Upon a Time, <laughs> I was like, leggings are not pants. And now I am like, I am leggings as pants. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care how succession works. I don't care about the bloodline. I just want some, like, nice boys and Regency tailcoats getting married to each other. And, like, maybe some background mm. femme slash so we know that queer marriage is okay on all fronts oh yeah like, we I, getting more, there's women I want, here like, we all, swear all those all those like tender heated glances from across the ballroom oh yeah what about all those like dancing dance cards um those bumpy carriage rides through like the marshland Ooh, just gets me fucking riled through up the marshland? also okay so <laughs> i don't know like, like, what, have they like um, filled in like paths like like why would you ride a carriage carriage through marsh i feel like there's always like some like marsh in (laughs) historical movies that a carriage is going through or past like a foggy that's the moor (laughs) moors fuck it's it begins with an m what do you want from me i'm from america (laughs) um anyway um a, a note that i wrote myself um when i was reading um are one of the fix this week was like how like whenever um we read these like period piece AUs where like these two guys uh shack up for the sake of their kingdoms um like one is always expected to provide an heir to the other one mm-hmm. like but like a lot of these fics don't really like go deep into like the male biology that like allows them to get pregnant so it's like what if like one is supposed to provide an heir but they're like both verse and they're just like fooling around and so like the wrong one gets pregnant is that like a likely situation in any of these stories and where is that Um, story i mean i think the answer is that i need to write this oh my goodness uh fuck yeah you do absolutely what fandom would you use um Make it hockey boys for me, Verity. God Make it hockey damn boys. It. God damn it. I mean, maybe. I'm trying to think, like, what the oh. most ridiculous fandom would, this would be for, like... Okay, but also for Yuri and Ice, if it was, like, Yuri's the one that's supposed to get knocked up, but then Victor gets pregnant, and everyone's like, whoa. I mean... I love that. And, and then Victor gets to be my favorite Lululemon uh, pregnant dad. Because this is like, this would be like a modern kingdom AU. So, like, he would be a king, but he'd also be wearing like Lululemon sweats <laughs> while being like nine months pregnant because the heart wants what the heart wants, and this is what I want. I know. Why, why won't Meg write us this? Why is Meg so opposed to Victor being pregnant? <laughs> I know. I really appreciate how every podcast is calling out Meg. We love you. That, that, should, be, that should be the second item on the, um, on the drinking game is that um it first is we'll fix it in post second is uh us just calling out meg on her bullshit (laughs) i'm here for that okay guys i got a second question for you okay uh just texted from my friend what is the most absurd and least believable reason you've come across that contrives to get two characters into a marriage oh boy what a good question 
Is there really any reason too flimsy for two men to get fake married? No. I mean, I will, I will actually say, back in the day when I was in the Snape Hermione fandom, this actually happened after I was directly participating, but while I was still reading. And, like, it, maybe it was... It, Maybe it was 2006. Was it that late? There was some kind of marriage law challenge where, like, for reasons, like, people had to get married and because there was a law and Snape and Hermione had to get married. And it was so dumb, but so many of these fics were written. And, like, that was, like, the thing that, like, made me obsessed with arranged or, like, forced marriage AUs. So in conclusion, thank you, Snape Hermione fandom, for molding me and breaking me. I don't know. <laughs> mm, good point. Uh, I think the most ridiculous one that I always take offense to is whenever fics are molded after the Sandra Bullock movie, The Proposal. Because inevitably one person Shut is like, fucking whore mouth. Uh, I won't, because here's the problem. I can't root for that relationship when one person's just a dick boss. And I'm like, you're a bad person. I don't care how sad you are or lonely. And I really that can't is... care about them getting deported because they're super rich. They're always like the boss. And they're like, oh, no, I can't get deported to I've Canada. I've never seen or movie. heard of this movie. It's one the, one of the greatest films of the past century. I haven't seen the movie. Be... It just isn't good in fic. Okay, no. Um, one, you're wrong. Two, <laughs> that movie should be preserved for like cultural significance. <laughs> Three, um, uh, why do you hate Derek Hale? <laughs> oh, I... The cruel, awful boss who is about... Actually, um, oh. so... Um, Getting back on my build it bullshit, I was actually writing a proposal AU one time where um, Dipper worked. Um, it was basically like a fic where um, uh, demons could come to Earth and work in different like um, industries, like dream making and like nightmare manufacturing and stuff like that, like some magical realism thing. Nice. But they had to be um, assigned like a human to like make sure that like they didn't sort of overstep their creepy demon powers um and like dipper is like the 12th human that bill has gone through like is tried to like fire in a month and then they're like well we're gonna deport you back to hell because you clearly like have no boundaries and and so he's like well i fired dipper because i'm marrying him and this would be a conflict of interest and, he's, and so do that- they have sex while he's a triangle demon um, I have written a story where they do have like really weird dreamscape sex. Um, I wrote I wrote a fic where um, they break up and um, Dipper's staying at his sister's apartment, and Bill won't stop sending him like weird like um, what's that what's that company that makes all the like the huge animal dicks? I. Wait, oh, you mean Bad Dragon? Animal dildos, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, so basically, like, he just, like, sends, like, a box of, like, Bad Dragon dicks because he's like, I know you miss, like, the weird dick shit that we get up to, like, in the dreamscape. <laughs> well, that, that answers my next question, which is, how does a human have sex with a triangle? It's pointy. I, I, I always go, like, the um, sort of, like, eldritch horror route where it's just a lot of tentacles. Mm. That... Works. And a like, three-sided object normally has those. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Verity, why do you hate me? I love and cherish my you, dreams. my brother. <laughs> Your literal dreams. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's also a um, 
there's like a really good daredevil fic the whole premise of which is like daredevil and foggy have to get married even though they're fighting at the time because otherwise foggy might be required legally someday to like testify about daredevil and they can't if they're married oh i love that one that's, That's a good nice, one. nice, 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 nice. It's a good thing. It just doesn't Daredevil. really <laughs> make sense. I really got on the um, marriage bullshit train when I was in Teen Wolf fandom, and there's like a lot of things. It's like, like that had more like either wake up married, oh yeah, or like mm-hmm. we had to get married because of fairies slash vampires slash werewolf laws that mean that like. Derek has to like be married so he can have a pack without getting run out of town by like rogue werewolves, and so he has to marry Styles out of everybody. Like I feel like that was every other story that I read in that stupid fandom, and I loved it every fucking time. It still is like half the time at least. (laughs) I mean, yes. Also, I mean, my favorite story in Teen Wolf fandom, well, I have two favorite stories. One of them is uh, Magnetic Waves Laura Halefic, and the other one is, it's a Sentinel AU, so it's like arranged, arranged magic. They have to touch. I still don't totally get that AU. I love Sentinel AUs without having ever watched a single episode of the TV show. I'm not actually sure what the TV show is about. I think it may have a character named Blair who might have weird hair. I think that sounds right. Also, I wasn't, um, was Chris Argent, like, wasn't that like his show? Like that, like he was like the main actor in that show. I could be completely Daddy Argent had a show. Oh yeah. I thought he was just in the remake of 13 Ghosts. Oh shit, he was. The guy half. I remember the that. I'm thinking Ugh. of is Safe at Anchor by Jerrakeen. <laughs> yes, okay, I have read that. I did love that story. If the Sentinel mm. was on a really long time ago, why has its like status as a as an alternate universe trope only just taken off in the past few years? It hasn't though. Yeah. Okay, so I actually looked into this one time because I was like, what the fuck is Sentinel when I first okay. got, started reading Sentinel AUs? And I think it was like really, really pervasive in zine culture through the nineties. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, also, um, if we are going to talk about oh, like yeah. amazing Teen Wolf marriage fix, I think <laughs> like every single thing that Leah K. Yes, wrote, that's exactly who I was thinking of. Yeah, every single uh, fic by them is fucking bananas and wonderful, and usually has like some really weird like reason that people are married or have to be married and fucking shovel it in my eyes every single time (laughs) (laughs) i i love it and i approve of this recommendation co-signed by me also if we're just gonna start talking about teen wolf arranged marriage can we please proceed (laughs) wait i have one more question though okay fine Uh, before we get into it deep, more deeply, which this could be like a part of our thematic discussion. Like, what's better, fake marriage or fake dating? Because I feel like they scratch different itches. But I want us to talk about like what specifically fake marriage or like enforced marriage is all about. Okay, so I actually have a strong answer for this, which is that I hate fake dating fix because I have a very <laughs> strong secondhand embarrassment issue. Mm. And Fake dating almost always has, like, some really intense 
secondhand embarrassment stuff. Whereas fake marriage is always just sort of like, it's really awkward that we're in the same place and kind of like doing our laundry. And now you see me (laughs) in my underwear and have seen what I eat while I'm drunk. It's true. It really like, I think what marriage like because I feel like we as a people sort of move away from like marriage being like this like ultimate um goal like that's like the number one that we should strive for I don't think that we necessarily like believe that anymore but still like in fic it kind of is and I think what really like marriage suggests is like that comfortable companionship where you're not afraid to be like weird and familiar with each other anymore and so it's just like all of a sudden like two people forced to be together where like um I don't know it's like uh my my um my ex-boyfriend and I always used to say like uh we were saving like pooping in front of each other for marriage <laughs> <laughs> like um and like we like that was like the one thing it's like we've never seen each other like poop we always poop with the door closed um wow and I know, no, uh, and because we were because sa- we were saving it for no, marriage. No, I was just thinking and... about it. The only person I've ever pooped in front of, I was married to. Moving on. Yeah. Mm. No, like like um, M brought my laptop into the bathroom for me when I was pooping today. She didn't see anything. <laughs> There's a corner there, <laughs> and like she was able to like slide it to me. Because <laughs> um, I poop in front of everybody. Really, I I pee in front of people. I like a lot of my f- best friendships were made like peeing with or around other people in public mm. places because I was a <laughs> drunk mess in college. I am not cutting this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would we ask you to. No, but I think uh, going back to it, it's like what marriage implies is just like that sort of like that intimacy that comes from like being so in each other's space that like the molecules between you like you're not really sure who they belong to anymore it's like you just like breathe the same air and exist in the same like gross fucking mess and you're a singular mess you're not two messes because typically in these like fake marriage fix it's two messes getting into a mess together and that's what i love about it you know what made me that that sentence really made me want to read why if i i never read a bill and ted's excellent fake marriage adventure (laughs) (laughs) i hope that's written um i would 100 percent write that story because there i've noticed a woeful lack of bill slash ted fan fiction because i go and check that page a few times a year well uh any Uh, santas out there you now know what we are looking for that would be most bodacious (laughs) (laughs) please cut that out verity cut that out (laughs) okay i'm not sure i totally agree or i'm not sure that the whole like the marriage as domestic intimacy grossness carries out over arranged marriage also because I feel like their marriage is what you start out with and it's super unfamiliar and like often especially if it's a period piece you're not really required by the like structural constraints of marriage to like be in each other's spaces so with like it's more like how do you build a romantic relationship oh yeah especially yeah because in those fix it's usually like they don't see each other unless it's like in the bed chambers on True. their wedding night and then <laughs> just like long, lonely. Like I just wrote, um, I, I wrote a few notes when I was reading um, the one period uh, arranged marriage fic and I was just like, 
and it's all caps lonely pregnancies and like five question marks oh my god and like just because like the um like both with the fic that we read for this and then as we also talked about like it reminded um us all of like Calperna's well of living waters which is another fucking great fic but everything about that fic is like like the loneliness of like being an arranged marriage and the loneliness of carrying this child (laughs) that like is entirely like symbolic and not going to be born into a house of love or whatever fucking shenanigans like like, let's let's jump into that fic this is so dramatic this is like a like you know what you know what kills me this is so dramatic it's like fucking team wolf we know that derek Derek styles we know that they are gonna love each other it's it's, yeah i have read john snow sansa stark arranged marriage fix that are less bleak than this true (laughs) and i'm very concerned we're talking about go ahead is things we lost by dexterous sinistress and the summary is as follows who who am i to to wed (laughs) A small flash of guilt covered the king's features before he was able to recover. Your union will join the royal families, joining our family to the hails. Dread and sorrow sunk into Stiles' stomach as he closed his eyes. There was only one hail left unharmed by the great fire that nearly wiped out the entire royal family. The dread wolf of Triskelia crowned King Derek Hale. <laughs> Okay, so this story has um, a trope that, like, is pretty unique to Teen Wolf fandom, which is that Styles has, like, f- like, crazy bananas nightmares about things that happened to Derek. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is such a, like, I don't know, it's such, like, a recurring thing that, like, so many people have arrived to in their own writing, and this one definitely is just, like, of course Styles knew that he was still alive somehow. Del, I thought you were going to talk about his uterus, because Styles oh, yeah. always has a uterus. But yeah, oh, yeah. that's also true. I, there is really a shameful uh, like lack of Derek with an ass uterus. Dude, in... I just realized the other day that my deepest desire... I like. I think I woke up from like an all nighter, a post all nighter like nap, like saying to myself, "Oh my god, boy pussy Derek, why doesn't it exist? There's always boy pussy styles. I want boy pussy Derek." I mean, yeah. yes, I've definitely <laughs> read some, and I will see if I can find some recs for you because thank god. I just thank you. Yeah, like nine months of Derek Hale expecting mother is, like, nine months of straight-up oh, Christmas. Wait, I wrote this fic. I wrote a fic where Styles and yes, Derek have boy pussies because Styles is a midwife, and they take turns being pregnant. That oh, no. story was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I think that was, like, the first time that you and I ever talked, Verity, is because I would not stop losing my shit over that story, and I just apologize. Oh, I mean, you don't have to apologize. That's, like, one of my favorite things I've ever written. I wanted to be a midwife for a while, so I had like already like I knew pretty much all the stuff in that fic and then I wrote it with the help of one of my friends who has had two midwife assisted births and at one point I told my mm-hmm. mom uh, that I was writing this and my mom has been a labor and delivery nurse and she was like I'm hurt that you're not consulting me and I was like I don't know mom how do you feel about people eating placentas and my mom was like okay that's fair we're not talking about this anymore <laughs> yeah Nice. But um, so I'm going to just offer an unpopular opinion about about that fic, which I hate to do. There are like 
there are so many good tropes in that fic that I like, but that fic is a real problem, which I've seen in many fics where instead of giving me the scene I want to read, I have a summary of the scene that I would like to read. And mm. I would really like to read the version of this fic that was like five times longer, but all of those summaries were seen. Yes. Yeah, true. Yes. Because like the pacing of this fic, like if it had been stretched out to just like be absolutely agonizing, <laughs> that's my forever jam. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want like... I, I want pacing to like personally hurt me with my with how much I'm suffering, and this was just sort of like it it felt it felt too fast. Yet somehow, like I hate to just be like, well, unlike this fic, but like Well of Living Water <laughs> is a very similar premise, and it's not that much longer, but it feels really long. I think it's That's because true. it takes over. It, like this fic basically is like five years and well of living water is maybe a year i want to yeah. say yeah um and so like you really get those moments that are just like all encompassingly like awful and agonizing and hurt like whereas with this fic it would just be like and then there is another six months of sucking like just <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which is to say, like, this fic didn't have some, like, just absolutely, like, wonderful, scathing uh, back and forth between Derek and Styles, which is what we're all really here for. <laughs> like, that led to, like, heated fucking yes. and smooching. <laughs> right, yes. right. Like, but that's what unites us all. I have, to, I have to say, Well of Living Waters does have one of the most important lines of all time. <laughs> oh, are we going to read that? <laughs> yeah. Good. Who wants to read it? Go for it, Verity. Styles <laughs> tried to look regal, yet fertile. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's, it's so good, and it really conjures like a very specific image. Yeah, and that's that's like the big difference between these two fixes. I think that the Well of Living Waters tries to take Styles' voice more from the show, uh, whereas like Things We Lost really tries to hold to its like medieval feeling um, right. in the dialogue and be like a little bit more formal and, and shit. But a uh, well of living waters is like, yeah, they're kind of medieval, but they talk like they usually do, which actually like makes it more appealing because it, it keeps styles as voice. It also makes it so much funnier. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that was one of the things that um, I really, 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 really fucking loved about the, um, the Hellenish fic that we read. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I don't know if we want to go into this yet, but Theft of Assets, Destruction of Property by Hellenish, another fic that we read. Um, like, Draco Malfoy, for, like, a majority of this fic, is so, like, horribly out of character, but you know that it's intentional, and, like, one of the things that really mm. frames that is just, like, how natural and perfect all the other dialogue and characterization is, yes. just to frame exactly how wrong... Draco is and it's so masterfully done and I just like like that combined with like the fucking like lush description that Helenish always puts into all of her fix I was just dying yeah do you mind can we go ahead and, and touch on that one since we popped the can of Pringles so to speak <laughs> um I'm fine talking about whatever yeah but I, lo I loved it. <laughs> That's such a good way of, of talking about the dialogue in that fic, though. I just, mm. that fic really does it for me in so many ways. It's 
like it's Neville. That was the first time I ever read a Neville Draco fic, and then I was like so sold on it. And I also I'm sold, but I feel like it ruins me for other Neville Draco fics. Yeah, it just it's really good and. I don't know. I just really enjoyed like there being something deeply wrong about Draco and people being so unable to communicate that like mm-hmm. they think that the wrongness is about the situation. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just like this big like sort of like cotton ball muteness around Draco and his issue like between Draco and his issues. And it's mm-hmm. just, like, nobody is, like, willing to cross that gap. But also it's because everybody is sort of, like, their attention is, like, somehow, like, maybe diverted away from it. So it's just, like, that thing that you see out of the corner of your eye that you know isn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how everybody deals with Draco in this fic and how Draco deals with himself. And it's so fucking hard to get through, especially because, like, I mean, like, there's definitely, like, some sort of, like wilting flower Draco in this that like like I'm glad that I pushed through it because it's worth it and it's written so well but it's like hard to read sometimes you know that's really true and but like it's it it pays off because it's so intentional and self-aware and I fucking loved it but also um I will just say that reading this fic um Spoiler alert if you haven't read it, but the scene where Draco finally, um, like, tries to, like, attack his father, and, like, all he can remember is a dishwashing spell. So good. Like, made me That was also classic, like, Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, I screamed out loud. Like, I was reading this in bed next to Em, and, like, and she's just like, is everything okay? I'm just like, I fucking hate this story so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so this, in the most loving way. This fic, like, okay, number one, the baking ruined me as someone who bakes. Oh, I was just like, yes, fuck me up. Oh, can I read, can I read a quote from their baking parts? Yes. Okay. Draco bakes batch after batch of Christmas cookies, gingerbread witches, peppermint snaps, cinnamon kisses, chocolate kringles, napoleons, sugar sprinkle cookies, St. Nick's lace, nutmeg nellies, four different kinds of fudge, peanut brittle, pecan, panouche, and lemon meltaways. Then he arranges them between layers of silver paper doilies in the huge collection of empty biscuit tins he finds in the back of one of the kitchen cabinets, most of which still have a note attached from Mrs. Weasley about how Neville should make sure he's warm enough Oh, he's wearing warm enough socks or eating enough fresh vegetables. <sighs> Everything about the food in this fic, and, like, it starts when they're having, like, when they're back at Malfoy Manor in the very beginning, and, like, it's just, like, that description of what's laid out on the table, and I was like, mm. oh, fuck me, this story is gonna, like, just yeah. ruin me. Just It made me hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, like, uh, yeah, just every, like decision that was made about what food is in what scene like I think adds so much atmosphere but like also it's just it's so careful and like um what's the word like appropriate I guess like every single thing like fits into an exact space Mm. and I love it but also um my favorite descriptions in the story of of, are of Harry and Ron's apartment (laughs) (laughs) they're such (laughs) trash monsters like I think like it was kind of like just sort of like a personal call out post about me but like let me see if I can um 
like, um, it's a little messy, Weasley says cheerfully, scooping some laundry off the couch and throwing it onto a chair. Sit down. There's a pyramid made of old Mag's ale cans stacked up on the mantel plate piece. <laughs> a mishmash of brooms and dueling swords propped up in the corner. And what Draco can only assume is a stolen traffic sign. Caution. Port key point. Hung up on the wall. The coffee table is strewn, strewn with Quidditch magazines and textbooks potions, ingredients, and clear plastic packets, a tin of broom bristle conditioner, and several greasy rags, a half-empty box of owl snacks, and a mismatched pair of gauntlets. Like, so much mm. characterization work is in that scenery, and it's just like, I want to roll around in it forever, because it's like, it does so much, and it's just so tangible and good. Yes. Yeah. So the reason Plus that... Go ahead. I hated the story. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> sure no. Uh, wh- one thing I liked about this fic that I think encapsulates like marriage as a theme in fan fiction, as like a setting rather, uh, is that like marriage as a setting here like really makes their communication difficult, and sometimes like makes it hard to tell like whether consent is possible. Yes, uh, and yeah. it just like really deepens and like deepens the emotional toll that the story takes on you and also like raises the stakes so much and it gives like a reason for all of the really frustrating miscommunication because as much as I like miscommunication as a trope I like cannot handle when characters are such dumb idiots that they can't manage their (laughs) interpersonal shit I'm like I'm not gonna trust that their relationship's gonna last (laughs) if they took this long to get to the I both we both like each other part well, I think so this fic really does a good job yeah. of that. The thing that I really like about this fic that I found interesting in a way that I haven't found other arranged marriage fics. Uh, well, mm. I love all arranged marriage fics. You know, <laughs> this is, I am not like Lucille Blue thing here. Okay. <laughs> I love arranged marriage fics. But this fic actually takes something that I've seen a lot of romance novels, but not in a lot of fics where it mm. starts out. For those of you who haven't already read the fic, you've now been spoiled for, like, everything. Um, it starts out with uh, Lucius Malfoy finding out that Draco is not a virgin and thus he's no longer going to fetch a nice bride price and suing Neville Longbottom, the deflowerer, for theft of assets, destruction of property. And, like having to get married because of being compromised is like such a like classic like Mm. historical trope but it sets up this incredibly interesting dynamic of these two characters were in the past in a consensual relationship of some kind but now they have been like forcibly married like and no one really neither of them is really clear like how much they're consenting to or what and that just like that kind of miscommunication was such so much more engaging to read Mm -hmm. right and it was like they were like both just fumbling around because these are like two young adults who hooked up when they were two dumb boys Mm -hmm. and then forced apart by like evil dad isolation um magic theft whatever the (laughs) fuck and like brought back together by like the things that they did when they're like dumb and earnest and like in lust with each other or whatever. And then it's just like them fumbling over themselves, like trying to find consent or like, what is that line without ever like talking about it in like any constructive way, (laughs) which is great for me. And we do spend so much time 
talking about Draco's sack lunches for Neville. And that, <laughs> like, that's what really like puts the cherry on top of my Sunday. It's so fucking good. And then like, okay, when you get to the end of the fic, like Neville just being like, oh yeah, I realized that you didn't have your magic, but I just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you dumb idiots. I was also like, well, what have you done in this fic for anyone? Draco's done he- so much. What have you done? Neville grew up handsome and buff. <laughs> That's, That's true. Did. It's true. He's a charming boy. God. Uh, and man, yeah, I loved this story. It was so healing for me. It was just it was a, like like you know like when you read a story and it's just like cozy. Mm-hmm. Like like it's just like Despite when you start all reading of the it, emotional shit going on. Yeah, it's kind of like getting into like a scalding hot bath and easing into it. And then like like that's what this fic is like. It's just so cozy and comforting. Like after like you get over like that initial shock of like the I don't know, emotional dumb fuckery and Draco <laughs> Malfoy like being like a withering away like stock of grass and a dirt field i don't know like i don't know how to describe him like in any meaningful way no you're so eloquent for someone who ate raw pork last night god my ass is on fire right now you guys you know what would help if you didn't eat raw pork (laughs) yeah right man you know what the worst part is is that like I'm still, like, kind of jonesing for, like, that sausage mishmash that we have in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so flavorful. Not to Married yuck, you're in. young, but yuck. <laughs> I need to put a warning on this podcast. Just be, like, warning for TMI about bathroom intimacy and raw meat. Dude, this, like, this entire podcast, I'm so sorry that this entire podcast is, like, the Dell TMI, like, hour. No, where I just talk about all the stupid, like, like porn misadventures and, like, that I had as a kid and, like, all, like, the stupid things I do when I'm drunk now as, like, somebody who's almost 30 and should know better but still doesn't anyway. You know, I told my mom that I was uh, making a podcast and my mom was, like, so excited. She's like, honey, can I listen to it? And I was like, I don't know, mom. It might be a little adult for you. And my mom was like, well, I'm an adult. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Are you sure? Being like you haven't met you haven't met my shitty trashy friend though. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't want my mother to hear me talking about boy pussies. <laughs> that that's our second shirt from the podcast. <laughs> that's our that's our second uh, bumper sticker that we'll put up on our like teeth whatever the fuck like online store. I don't want to hear my mom talk about boy pussies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I want to, before we leave this topic, I want to talk about my, our honorable mention, Hellenish fic, which I know Tony is not read, but I just wanted to shout out to Pre-Existing Conditions, which is Hellenish's lone diehard fic. I think <laughs> Hellenish is like the things that she likes to write with like understated, like, char- like very solid characterization, but understated emotion and like terse dialogue. just are so perfect for John McClane. <laughs> it's so true. Like, I only read this story once when it first came out, but I do have, like, this hazy memory of just being, like, everything I... 
always wanted but was too afraid <laughs> to ask for from diehard fandom. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. Yeah. Um, and then I think next up on the docket, we have one of everyone's collective favorite stories, Love Among the Hydrothermal Vents by Devil Doll. God, this fic is like this this and semaphore, um but I think I think this was the first fic that I read of hers that was MCU and it was the fic that like sent me like down like <laughs> Steve Rogers in a plane into the ice for Stony. <laughs> like like I did not cuz I mean like my understanding of Stony before this was unfortunately all based off of characterization from Joss Whedon which is garbage. Mm. And um this may like I don't know it like really I think gets the more than some more like mainstream interpretations of their characters and it's just yeah it's such a fucking fun ride it's so fun and it's also the exemplar of like fake relationship fix which i discovered reading it mm -hmm. uh let me read you this this section from it mm -hmm. uh i know you were trying to help steve said to tony after namor was gone but i'm not sure this was the best way to go about it he was trying to be kind Tony had meant well, after all. But now, instead of being engaged to someone he didn't like, Steve was fake engaged to someone he actually did like. His end goal had been more along the lines of not being engaged to anybody. <laughs> Just like that as a problem has never existed for anybody except for every fan fiction character. It's... That's <laughs> such, like, uh, the absolute truth. Like... <laughs> Yes. I love it. I mean, there's so many things that I loved about this. Obviously, I love the sexually harassing octopus. I loved the extensive descriptions of food, because as we all know, mm -hmm. I'm gay for that. I loved, I actually really loved Steve being friends with Thor and Natasha. I just feel like I don't read mm. enough Steve Thor fic. And I don't know if that's like a thing that's in the comics that we just don't really see in the MCU. Or, or mm -hmm. what? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It really, like, plays into, like, all the potential that they have for great chemistry, like, and really, like, examines all of them in situations that we might not have gotten them in, but in a way that, like, rings true and adds depth to, like, both them as characters and their interpersonal relationships. And also the fact that, like, Namor has, like, a super active Facebook and hangs out in Jezebel.com a lot. Yeah, he leaves thoughtful comments. <laughs> right. I feel like he's the male feminist we all know. God. In his little short shorts and cape. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Relatable content. I love that Steve's also, like, the only one, like, out of all the people that he's, like, tried to woo that hasn't fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I forgot... Oh, man, this is embarrassing. I forgot about the, like, DC-Marvel divide, so I was picturing the, like, Aquaman, and I was picturing, like, Jason Momoa as Aquaman as I read this pic until I got to the end, and I was like, wait a second... Yeah, I, I also, bad. like, I have not actually seen 
the thing in which Jason Momoa is Aquaman. So I was, in fact, doing the same thing. I mean, and honestly, this fic is even better. Like, the first time I read this, there was no Jason Momoa as Aquaman, which is truly a tragedy. Mm. But this fic is even better if you're imagining uh, Namor being played by Jason Momoa. Like, that's that's really hard to resist. Oh my god, that's so much better because I always envision him just as Spock. So, like, <laughs> so I need to go through this story again with new eyes so I can appreciate his character more. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you've got to be sexually harassed by Spock or sexually harassed by Jason Momoa, sexual harassment is bad, but, like, I, I do... Jason that is Momoa. The yeah that's true um i would i would split myself open on jason momoa's trident if you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) you know all all of this is reminding all this is just reminding me that like last week i learned that snakes have two dicks from my girlfriend who is loki thorfic i was baiting I don't know, but this did allow me to make a joke about the thermometer I just got. Like, I just got one of those excellent um, thermometers that has, like, the long prongs, but it's a double-pronged version. So I was like, look, snake dick thermometer. But really, I just need to test for hot spots in her oven. So, Have you ever read that, like, um, Reddit um AMA of the guy who has two dicks and he has a boyfriend and a girlfriend and uh yeah it's amazing he has two beautiful fully functioning dicks and he's in like a great bisexual polyamorous relationship and he did an AMA oh my god is there fan fiction of him I don't know like guys get on it (laughs) yes do they each have their own designated dick? Do, do they share dicks? <laughs> that was a, that's like one of the questions. People are like, do like do the dicks have preferences? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they're just down for anything. The I, dicks I, are I, heterosexual. I highly, well, like I know they're both bisexual dicks. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, they're. Uh, uh, I. I. It's, um, I highly recommend it like as a piece of non-fan fiction for some, as something that I'm recommending on this podcast, the um, guy with two dicks AMA mm. is great quality literature. Yeah. We got amazing how on brand you are all the time, Del. I know what I like. You were so committed to sparkle motion. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like this. I'm sorry that this podcast is just like 100% me just grossing Tony out the entire time with the way I live. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think my what girlfriend, makes it better is that I've never met either of you in person. My girlfriend and like some other people always call me Lenny because of that <laughs> picture of Lenny on The Simpsons where like his house, like part of his house falls over and it's just like him and his boxers like eating like in an <laughs> empty room, like looking miserable and he just says, don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And one time M like photoshopped that picture so it had like like so he was surrounded by like Victor Nikivarov Dakimakura. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's you. Oh my god, I say from beneath my Victor Nikiforov duvet cover. <laughs> Guys, I just watched my first episode of Yuri on Ice. Last night. 
Oh, because my God. I thought we were going to discuss one of the Yuri on Ice Fix, which we ended up not discussing, uh, Gravity. And I was like, I did not know how unsubtext the show is. Oh, like, I knew you... I knew it was canonical gay, but I didn't know how like little idea of like what subtext is the show had. Yeah. Oh, sweet also, baby. Gravity. Gravity is... I didn't finish reading it, though. Okay, we'll save it for next time. Yeah, because right. isn't Gravity the second one, or is Gravity the first Gravity one? Gravity is the second one, and you do kind of need to read the first one, but I enjoyed Gravity more. I mm. loved both of them so much, but I think that, like, the image that, like, I remember, because I don't think I'd ever read Faye's <laughs> fix before, uh, her Yuri and I stuff, <laughs> but the image of Victor, like, leaning up to kiss Yuri's feet against the glass oh. and I was just like oh yeah she's <laughs> like I'm gonna drown in it yes. this is great I'm nut on air so. <laughs> also I just want to add that like I love the first fic but it's like really good science fiction yeah and I Ooh, we should do an episode on really good science fiction yes and we can do um... can we do an episode like on just good world building that's just yes. like super unique World Something building. wild calls you home. That's the good one. Yes. Uh, I haven't read that one. It's yeah, like it's stucky cat people uh, sci-fi. Holy shit. It's wow. so good. You're going to love it. It's so gross. I'm oh, sold. I mean, you had me in gross. <laughs> My suggestion is, in other words, Baby Kiss Me by Primrose Shows, which is yes! like yes! the perfect yes! like golden age of sci-fi AU. <laughs> Dirty. I know that we've like like not only is that fic just like so beautifully written and is the sci-fi is so like carefully like romantically crafted like in a way that like does like sort of like like if there was like a visual equivalent it'd be like 50s 60s sort of like we're gonna go to the moon um mm. like PSAs like it's just it's so nice but the ending of that fic is like I think about it all the goddamn time. Like <laughs> the last, the last sentence when he's just like, "Yeah," but like when they're like supposed to be watching the fireworks, and Styles is like, "Isn't it beautiful?" And it's like Derek says, "Yes," but he's looking at Styles. I'm just like, <laughs> 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 like a hundred thousand words leading up to that, and it's fucking everything to me. Four years later, I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I am going to nut on air, and I'm going to nut on air about this stupid fic. Yeah, but you're going to nut on air with a really good memory for lines in fic. <laughs> it's true. You're a gift. <laughs> I just think about it all the time. It's just such good writing. It's so beautiful. It's just like, like when I got to that, it was just like, it was, it was like, have, when you're little, did you ever like go sledding and like catch like like a rock or something and go flying in the air and like you land and get like the wind knocked out of you and like you can't breathe like that's what the end of that fic was like for me i was just like this is so great i'm in so much pain because it's wonderful actually what this really reminds me of is that i never did that because i'm from florida but there was a couple years ago i was spending the weekend at a buddhist retreat with my friends our hosts were at the buddhist retreat were like so guys Everything is, like, fucking frozen out, and you know what that means? Time to put on your lovely winter jacket and throw yourself bodily down a hill. And <gasps> let me tell you, this was the experience of my life. Like, just, like, oh. making sure you didn't bail out into a tree stump and you didn't <laughs> die in the dark in the night. Oh, that's great. Like, like and, and, but, like, that is 
but that is like frequently my thick reading experience as an adult. Just like, mm. you know, I am going to throw myself head first down a hill in the dark that's covered in snow and ice. That seems like a great decision. <laughs> I have one more thing to say about yes. period piece, <laughs> yes. period piece marriage fix, which is one reason to read it is that the consent discussions go like this. And this is an actual quote from like a, a Steve and Bucky fic. I think, I pray you will tell me when I do something that is not to your liking. I shall. Very well, then. <laughs> I, gosh. Something I will say, the one story I almost wanted to do that um, I decided to go a different route is the story where Steve, um, where Tony, as a joke, gets um, Steve a Russian mail-order bride, and it turns out to be Bucky. <gasps> I think I've read that. Oh, man. That's one of my favorite fics of all time. Uh, we didn't even touch Mail Order Brian. I, I know. That's a shame. Also, I don't know what that fic is, and someone needs to link me to that. Uh, shut the fuck up. I am on the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also one disappointment about this Harry Potter Hellenish fic that we read is that it didn't have any, like, magic in sex, because one of my favorite things is when fics use like the magic inherent to that universe in in like sex acts like they'll just like have a have a latin phrase for like summoning lube or like slicking someone's <laughs> butthole <laughs> it's just, just always like some sort of like salve yeah and i just had this um this kaka iru fic that i didn't choose for our arranged marriage or marriage of convenience episode that had a silencing jutsu where like they're gonna have sex and they don't want Naruto to hear them, so they do a, just a fucking silencing jutsu. Oh, and I was like, silence. this is what I want from my face. <laughs> silence, no jutsu. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the way that people like get like like ab- like like just sort of out of the way creative like, to deal with like butt sex sometimes in fic. Yeah. Okay, so um, Verity, I'm sending you the link to um, But Hey, You're All Right by Beardsley, which if I can, I'll read the summary. This is not my fault, Tony lies. It was supposed to be a joke, Christ. Thanks to your joke, says Coulson, we now have a code 3-4 Delta, with the variable being a Russian immigrant. We're checking his background right now, but it might take a while. Meanwhile, I suggest you civilian-proof the tower. If any shield intelligence is compromised, I will hurt you. Yes, this is a story where the Winter Soldier is a Russian mail-order bride. Everything goes about as well as you'd expect. Yikes. It's so good. It's so good. Um, the ending, it's it, like the ending isn't like as um, on par to um, like, but anyway, baby, kiss me. But it's a, it's pretty fucking close. Like the last, like the last <laughs> chunk, like of the story, like the last like um, part, I guess that's like four paragraphs is like, <sighs> like I just like want to like bend myself over it and die. I will mm. like protecting it if like that's like the last like, sort of, like, English text on this earth as, like, an asteroid is hurtling toward us, and, like, I want to protect something. Like, so when people find our civilization, like, the ruins of our civilization, like, they'll know that this existed. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's really good. Not to oversell it or anything, but it's a really good fic. Okay, what episode are we doing next time? (laughs) 
can we do our ABO, our ABO episode, or rather the first of ABO episodes, because I'm sure we'll have more than one. Let's do ABO. Next time on Welcome to Hell, ABO. Are we going to have Megan to talk about bonding glands? Ew. Okay, we'll get Megan to talk about bonding glands. (laughs) Yeah, gross me out, guys. Okay. (laughs) That's kind of the point of this. The podcast subtitle should be Gross Tony Out. (laughs) I'm like, ew, send me the link.